Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Location. I'm Jared Cowan. Thanks so much for tuning in here. Today, we are in the city of San Fernando, which is an incorporated part of L.A. County in the northeast San Fernando Valley. And it's funny because when I think about it, I feel like we've done a lot of episodes in the valley. I mean, I live in the valley, so it's it's convenient to do them close by. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but... You know, the Valley, I think, has been immortalized in in so many special and spectacular ways. And it's kind of a no-brainer to want to cover a lot of places out here. So we're back in San Fernando. And the last time we were up here was for our 2017 episode. We recorded at Castle's Music, the guitar shop from Wayne's World, which is just a few minutes away from here. Uh, And in that episode, we were joined by the business owner. And later in this episode, we're going to be joined by the owner of the location we're visiting today, Majors Coin Laundry. It's one of the central locations from uh, the best picture winning film, Everything Everywhere All at Once. This is the home and business of the Wang family. And what I love about this location is that beyond all the rocks and raccoons and the cookies and the kung fu, uh, is that for the Wang family, this is the center of the family unit and ultimately I feel like that's what this movie is about even through the whole multiverse thing um, this movie I feel like for me anyway is it's about the love for the people in our lives um, that have been chosen for us and or the people that we've chosen to be in our lives Um, and though the film has a number of great locations I feel like this is the one that feels most accessible. It's the most grounded, the most relatable. And as a fan of the film, to be able to sit here where the team of newly anointed Academy Award winners and so many other talented folks came together to make this movie, a best picture that I feel is going to stand the test of time, I think that's really significant. So I'd like to introduce my guest today. She's worked in locations for what, almost 20 years? Almost 20 years. Yeah. Uh, She's worked on a ton of TV, like Speechless, um, United States of Tower, right? Um, And then I think like over, what, 40 episodes of True Blood or something like that? I mean, uh, she was the location manager on Everything Everywhere All at Once. I am happy to welcome to the show Kelly Stewart. Kelly, thank you for joining me here today at Major's Coin Laundry. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so happy. I just rewatched the film last Last night, it's so great to be here. I don't know. It's just like you, I feel like a connection to the characters, and I'm walking through all the washing machines and stuff. It's kind of wild. The first thing I actually want to ask you, though, is like currently while we're recording this episode, there's this writer strike going on. Yes. And you, you see how, you know, people publicize how it affects, you know, you see the actors out there you know, supporting and walking around with people uh, that are on the picket lines. And there's, you know, directors saying things too. And I'm, I'm curious, like, how does it affect the location professionals? Um, well, it's been really interesting in the sense that I would say probably at the beginning of the year, the studios knew that there was going to be a writer's strike and probably wanted one. Um, so production completely slowed down. And I know people who haven't worked since last year, um, my husband, who's a graphic designer in television, his show ended in like, I want to say beginning of March or mid-March. And, uh, he has, he normally gets a show or gets a project right away after that. And he has not worked. I did a pilot that went, you know, it was in March and everybody, you know, was like, oh my God, wow, you're working. Now the pilot ended and that's it. There's nothing. There's no jobs. Uh, we have in locations, we're in a union, we're part of the Teamsters union and we have a list of availability and you put your name on the list if you're looking for a job. Um, and there's something like there's close to almost a hundred just location managers 
probably the same amount of assistance and keys. So it's hands down of the 20 years I've been doing this, the most like people that have been available and not working. So it's, it's really bad right now. Like a lot of people are, you know, freaking out that it's going to go for, and I, you know, I agree. I think it's going to go a couple of months easily. And so unless you're on some TV shows were going, but most of them shut down. I mean, TV, you pretty much can't do without writers. Um, and some features I think are probably still filming just because they have the script so they can keep going. I think it's foolish to do any filming without a writer, but um, that's just my opinion. So pretty much slowly but surely everything will, will shut down. Do you have any favorite locations that have been used in other, whether it's TV or, or movies? I'm a big fan of finding those really rare, quirky, kind of like crappy locations. Like, I think anybody can go and find you the Disney concert hall and find you like a beautiful mansion. And you see a lot of the, you know, like the iconic stuff. But I don't, I just think it's kind of, I think it's kind of boring. Whereas give me like that dump, like, and like some like scary place that you would like bury a body. Like that to me is something that's way cooler to find than some rich, some where some rich person goes and does something like beautiful. I I, know that sounds kind of weird. Like that's, I loved working on true blood because it was like, go find a crack den or go find uh, like, (laughs) like a gun store that we turned into a steak store or like, you know, stuff like that, which is super cool to me. Like this laundromat is so cool because it's, you know, it's, it's, you're not going to walk in. And I mean, I guess there are some laundromats that have become hipster places, <laughs> um, but that's more like, more like in the center of the city right. Los Angeles has that. And we obviously did not want a hipster. Like there was actually a laundromat that was like um, probably two blocks from where one of the directors lived at the time. Cause I met, they had an office behind their house. And when I met with them, I went over there and there was a laundromat that was like two blocks from there. And the old pictures, I was like, oh, my God, I got to go see this laundromat. And I went there and they had like just remodeled. And so they turned <laughs> it like super hipstery. And I was like, damn it. Do you know right. how much they would have loved me if I was like, found you a laundromat you could walk to. Right. Um, <laughs> but that didn't work. That didn't work out. I wanted to ask you about True Blood. Like you're working on so many episodes what is the challenge of trying to find all these locations in Los Angeles for a show that's set in the Deep South or other places through flashbacks that they would have? Yeah, it was really challenging because it was like we had to avoid mountains. We had to avoid palm trees. So it was definitely challenging finding it. But it was cool because since it was sort of like the backwoods kind of look, we could go deep into like Calabasas or just like areas that like Canyon Country where it wasn't like we very we didn't really ever go into the city very much um just because it wasn't you know it was like the bayou kind of thing not it wasn't you know a major it wasn't the setting was not a city uh so I think the only times we ever went anywhere close to LA was like we went to some bars or like we went to Alex's bar in Long Beach all the time for the for Fantasia yeah um so like places like that or there was a uh the Belfier house was in um was in Hancock Park. So it was it was definitely more of a, you could go to all different kinds of places. We didn't have to be, I mean, nobody likes going to Long Beach. I could tell you that. It's such a weird thing. Um, but 
It's, but we, we very rarely, like I hate filming downtown Los Angeles, but so it was cool to be able to find, again, like, like a, I remember once I had to find this like kind of where these like kind of like a crack den where these like criminals were hanging out. But it was, you, we also had to then find a new place because we found black mold there. So that's the, (laughs) (laughs) that's the rub with uh, finding a shitty dump location is that it ends up being unsafe like the linda i don't know if you ever went to linda vista yeah, hospital I've been there before uh well it's, yeah it's not there anymore but it was that place was rough i mean we shot there we turned it into a former former um mental institution it was so cool it looked so great but it was such a dump that yeah. there our actress was walking to set once and a window fell out from like the fifth floor and they were like hey what are you gonna kelly how you know what are you gonna do about the fact that this place is unsafe and i was like it's an abandoned hospital (laughs) (laughs) don't come shoot here i mean it was just a lot of like we always had issues with some unsafes like you have that issue when you go and you find these like abandoned whatever right you have issues yeah it was challenging sometimes with I went to a, we, you know, you go to churches a lot for parking and I got, I t- was told by a church that they didn't want us because we were a show about vampires. And it was like, you know, they're not I mean, real, right? <laughs> I mean, I've heard a lot of stuff. I mean, you always hear, you know, if it's a sensitive issue where there's gun, you know, gunplay or something. Oh, people some... don't care about guns, but they have a huge <laughs> problem with sex. With se- yeah. Sex is yeah. usually when I've I've been denied with stuff because I'm like, so you would let me, like going to church, I'm like, you would let me hang a nun off the banister, but you won't let the us have a scene where the preacher's, you know, having an affair in the, his office. And they're like, no. So mm-hmm. it's very, uh, <laughs> you, you definitely like, I mean, I got, I've been thrown out of churches where they were like, we don't want your kind here. And I'm like, my money? I mean, that's what I'm offering you is money, but... <laughs> I mean, okay, so it, yeah, it is uncomfortable at times when yeah. you're like, so we want to have this scene where they're like having an orgy and they're all <laughs> going to be naked and we want to shoot it in your <laughs> business. And they're like, what? So it's, yeah. I definitely, it, you know, same with everything everywhere too. There were some times where like, so they're going to be fighting with dildos and you have to. <laughs> you know, be up front and tell yeah, people totally. that. And so sometimes it's nice when I go and work on my nice little ABC sitcoms right. and I don't have to talk to anybody about nudity or sex. And it's like, Oh, it's just talking, walking and talking. That's it. Yeah. You're like that's so, so every once in a while, my like really simple, easy, fun comedies are a break from the stress of like, fuck, how am I supposed to talk to this guy about, you know, this really uncomfortable sex scene that we right. want to shoot. Yeah. Obviously, we don't shoot real sex scenes. When you pulled in here today, have you been here since you made the movie? Have no. you ever like, driven by here? I mean, not, I don't know if you'd have a reason to, but... No, but know. trust me, if I ever read you know, in a script, Laundromat, this would be my first place to call. Like, absolutely, I would come back here in a heartbeat if I, if I needed a laundromat again for filming. I would totally come back here. You do you know, think people got- would recognize it? Like, do you think now it's, it's part of this like pop culture like phenomenon, I would say, you know? I mean... Is that ever problematic, do you think, for whether it's directors or production designers? Like, oh, this is the laundromat from everything, everywhere, all at once. Some directors would be like, no, I don't I don't want to shoot that. Find me something new. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, 
but if it's TV, sometimes you you can do it. You do it quick enough that you don't you won't recognize it. You shoot it differently. I right. mean, one, I'm sure you notice when you walk up. This is only a one story building. It's not two story, which is what they faked in the movie. Um, and they had wanted me to find a two story, but it's pretty rare to find you know anything that's two story. A lot of uh, laundromats are in strip malls, which are super boring. Um, and then you just don't have as much control. Uh, it just doesn't look as cool, a strip mall. So they did want a standalone, but I mean, why would a laundromat have a second story? Now this was supposed to be kind of anywhere USA. So anywhere I think else than California might have that. But in California, it's pretty rare. So luckily when I showed them this place, I was like, I know it doesn't have a second story. Can you? And they're like, we'll fake it. There's a, you know, when they, when you're watching the movie, they go, you know, they go through a door to go up the stairs to go into the apartment. And it's this teeny tiny closet that literally they, they did it. So you open the door and you turn left and that's literally like a wall practically. So it was, it, it, they did a really good job, I think, editing it together. Like, and then they, there's a scene on the stairs and I actually found um, a business that was a couple blocks away from here. That I, you know, they were, they're like a, the business, they do some kind of like, they make airplane parts or something. And so we shot the stairs uh, there. Uh, you know, when you're driving around looking for a laundromat, a laundromat's a laundromat, but how do you find a set of stairs? Um, <laughs> well, you go to, you drive around businesses that are two stories and yeah. then you knock on the door and you, and you just say, can I look at your stairs? <laughs> and they laugh at you. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I Yes. So, yeah, I mean, that's and we knew that it would be easier if we did it because it wasn't a very long scene. I don't even think it was a full day. I think it was like a half a day shoot. So obviously we needed to be able to move from somewhere else without having to move base camp because that's really, you know, that takes a long time. And having to move the working trucks already takes a long time. So we wanted it um, really close to here. So basically I just started circling the blocks. And if you go like a two blocks over. I mean, this is mostly industrial. This is mostly like all businesses and stuff. So a little bit that way, I just drove down the street and knocked on doors. I didn't actually, I don't feel like I had to go to very many. I found that one and I thought they actually had like three sets of stairs. So I was like, great choices in one place. Pulling up in here today, are there any like memories that immediately just come back and hit you not having been here for three plus years? Um, Well, honestly, like, well, what's scary is what what or my memory goes to is we shot this right before the whole country shut down for the pandemic. So I come here and I remember like I had one assistant who was out sick and the other assistant, I remember sitting next to him. We're like at, you know, catering and he's like, yeah, I'm not feeling well. And I was like, Oh, like I've, those things are coming back. And we started the elbow bumping here. Remember elbow bumping everybody in the parking lot. Um, so I, that, those are some of the memories that are coming back about how that really hit right when, you know, otherwise I just remember like, I remember coming here for the first time because, you know, I, I probably looked at over a hundred laundromats to find this particular one. And there were, so, I mean, cause there's obviously, there's literally like a laundromat on every corner. I mean, there really are. So I went to so many because, you know, it has to be big enough. Standalone would be preferable. Um, second story, which obviously didn't work out. Um, but like, it just they do a lot of stuff in here. I mean, we were here for an entire week filming and I was looking for, you know, really was trying to find that perfect location. So I went, I mean, there were some that I just, I drove by. I didn't even like pull into the parking lot. Some I pulled into the parking lot and then left. Some I walked in and walked out. 
And then some I would walk in, I could never find anybody who worked there. Like, it's really, it's a weird thing. People don't work at laundromats. Kenny is here, the owner, which was crazy when I walked in. And when I walked in, when I walked into this place, I was like, this is it. This is the one. I just knew it. What was it about it? Was it the space? Was it? I mean, it's standalone building, you said. Um, it's the space. It's the feeling. Like, this is, you know, as you say when you're watching the movie, you see them. It's like, you know, they'd spent like 30 years or something here. And so, obviously, you know, this was in the 1990s, apparently, when they first came. So, it has to be dated. Can't be something that's been recently remodeled. We didn't have that much money. So, I couldn't come in and find something that the art department was going to have to, like, spend a lot of money changing it to make it look you know dated um and this place it you know it's got that it's got wood paneling so that is rare but that also gives so much character to a place instead of either white walls or some laundromats have like i don't know what this weird rusty red is popular in laundromats uh it just and it's big it's big but it's got like depth to it so some laundromat a lot of laundromats are really like thin so there's so yeah you get up on one side but then it feels kind of cramped on the other so this one's like a square <laughs> I know it sounds doesn't sound that interesting the way I'm describing it but it just has um, it gives you a lot of space to move around on all sides so there isn't like a stop ever which is really cool like as you can see when you go in you can go up and down all the aisles yeah. without having to turn around and go back mm. yeah I. And what I like what you said about it kind of feeling dated, I feel like the whole movie has this kind of timeless quality to it, which is why I think the movie uh, will stand the test of time, I feel like. You know, it wasn't necessarily supposed to be, like, it wasn't supposed to be L.A. It was, it was just supposed to be anywhere USA, which is, you know, something we always say in, in our world as far as what am I looking for? Where is it supposed to be? Well, it's anywhere USA. Um, cause California does have a very specific look. So a lot of the times I'm fighting against that California look. Like I think maybe once or twice in my career, I've worked at a, I've worked on a project that was set in LA and I was like, Oh my God, this is so exciting. I can see palm trees. I can do California. So usually it's anywhere USA. I feel like you can give the viewer a lot more to, um, decide on their own. Like when you mm-hmm. specifically set it somewhere, yeah, it's cool for the people who live there because they're right. like, oh my God, that's, you know. But if you're not actually shooting there, why? I think the one point where you do see where it's supposed to be is um, after the first incident at the IRS building, then we cut to that interior of the bar and she's watching the TV and it says incident at IRS building oh, yeah. in Simi Valley. It yeah. does say Simi Valley. But, you know, again, True. I think unless you live here, Simi Valley doesn't mean anything you know it doesn't really it doesn't seem it doesn't really it doesn't really register you know what i mean Um, true you know what you're right actually now that i think about it that was they did turn it and say simi valley whereas it was never that in the script or anything i feel like you do see some california license plates maybe on the cars yeah they weren't going to change they weren't going to change those license plates that's a pain in the ass yeah whenever they i mean they they probably changed any that were directly seen but in other projects and stuff you know, they if you're if it's specifically New York, your props guy literally has to go around and put them on all the cars that they see. Right. You know, if you've ever parked in the wrong place, your car gets a new license plate. So, um, yeah, you're right. 
Well, and that's why I'm wondering if it feels like like is the lawn then is the laundromat supposed to be like in Simi Valley? Like, are they are they in like a decent driving distance from the laundromat to the IRS building? Or are they having to go a distance to the IRS building? So, anyway, these are just the things I start to think about when I was rewatching it. Yeah, because the real IRS is downtown. <laughs> I actually called them too. Oh, you did? Yeah, I called them one to see. <laughs> well, because I was like, what's a real IRS yeah, building look like? Let's go shoot it actually in an IRS building. And uh, nobody really ever called me back. I also tried to, I think I, I feel like I tried to set up where they, I wanted to send the directors to go there just, and the, and the um, production designer to go for research sake. I think I tried to do that. And I honestly, I cannot remember. I didn't, if, if they went, they, they went and I didn't go. But I do remember trying to set it up where they could go just to, for research. Hmm. But I don't think, I don't think they really want you there. Yeah. The actual IRS. As far as you know, was this movie always going to be shot here? Or was, did you ever hear about anything they were about going anywhere else? No, I don't. I never heard anything about going anywhere else just because usually by the time they hire me, you know, they have to have money. Sure. So right. they've already decided where it's going to be. Right. I just didn't um, know like through the grapevine if it ever, if you had ever heard. It is surprising because, you know, maybe they tried to get finance, maybe they tried to get incentives from another state or something and yeah. it didn't happen because, you know, most features don't film here. It's, right. you know, I know you were asking me before why I do so much TV and that's because that's most of the work is TV here. There aren't as many features that are shot in Los Angeles anymore. Um, you know, unless you're trying to get that downtown look, a lot of people shoot because they like the downtown, but you know, as far as it's, I know it's more expensive to film here, but I mean, you get the best crews, right? You'll get the, if you want to shoot where you get the best people and the, with the most experience, you shoot here, anywhere else people will go. They'll be like, Ugh, you know, you, you don't get as good of a crew as you do in LA. Like I, I worked with a director once, even he was from New York and he was like, you know, coming here and shooting with you guys in L.A. He's like, he's like, it's like, you know, I've been driving a, a Prius and I come here and I'm in the Cadillac. Mm. So it's it's nothing against. I mean, I've never shot anywhere else. Yeah. Obviously, they don't usually take location managers out of town. But I do feel like, you know, we're the we have the most experience. We're the experts. So, yeah, we're more expensive, but you get what you pay for. I mean, how did you get into locations? I totally fell into it. It was it was really weird. I kind of started working in, like I worked at a talent agency, and then I went and worked for some producers um, in development. And see, when you work in development, it just feels like you're doing nothing and accomplishing nothing because it takes so long to get anything made that you're just kind of spinning your wheels. And I really wanted that feeling of like working on something on a project where you like actually start it and finish it. Um, and so I got laid off working for some producers and, um, it was right around nine 11, I got laid off. And when I started looking for a new job, I was just like, I threw, I cast a very wide net and I, in, and I had met with a producer who was, you know, saying like looking for an assistant and she called me and she was like, you know, I had to hire somebody's kid. So, or somebody's, you know, like a nepotism kind of hire. And she's like, but my location manager is looking for a coordinator. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, totally. I'm totally interested. And then I hung up with her. I was like, I had to call somebody to be like, what's locations? I mean, I literally had no idea what it was. And so, yeah, I got, the, I got the job and it was like a crash course in locations and never left. 
what is it that you like about it? <laughs> I know there's, I'm sure there are plenty of things that are di- on the more difficult side and things maybe you don't like about it, but what are the things that you like about it that keep you wanting to do it? I like the creative process of it. I feel like when I find that right location, it gives me, it, it's exciting. When you find something that you're like, oh my God, this is the one. And when they pick it, I, I feel like I have a good eye in the sense that there's been some locations whenever I've been like, this is the one, they pick it, you know? Mm. Or if ever they're like, I don't know, you know, we, you show them pictures first and then you have to take them to see it. And there's been times when I've, you know, you know, gotten pictures from say somebody else, like a service, and then you go see it and you're like, oh, this isn't good. Yeah. Um, but if I've been there too, and then I show other people pictures and they don't want to go see it, that's frustrating. So there's been times when I've forced people to, where I'm like, you're going to go see this. I'm putting it on the schedule and we're going to go see it. And they're like, yeah, but I don't know. I'm like, no, 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 we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go see it. Because you're not, you're not seeing it the way I'm seeing it. And so then they go and they see it and they love it. So I do like kind of doing that. I mean, it's a little frustrating when you have to be like, get in the, get in the van, get in the van. We're going to see this, get in the van. That part I like. And I have had assistants who have been like, oh my God, Kelly, why did you show them this location? It's like, it's the fucking worst. It's going to be so hard. It's such a nightmare. And I'm like, because it's perfect for this, yeah. the script, it's like perfect. And they're like, Ugh, they get so frustrated with me. Cause, but I, I have that problem where I'm always like, oh, I got to show them this, that it's perfect. And then after they love it, then I'm like, oh, shit, what was I? Why did I just made my job 500 times harder? Does all that creative stuff help balance out all the shitty stuff that you, you have to do as a location professional? <laughs> it totally depends. It depends. Like there's times where no, it yeah, doesn't. It does. But that, you know, that's like a lot of factors like, you know, how great is the crew? Do you like the people? Mm-hmm. Like, do I like the people that I work with? Like, is the director cool or, you know, or is he or she an asshole? So when you work for producers that are dicks or directors that are dicks, no, it's not worth it. It sucks. Like, you know, because there's been times where they're ridiculous, you know? And so when it's, when they're not like that and when they're appreciative <laughs> and when people get it, and they respect your craft. So like, that's the one thing about, you know, crew members, we all have our own craft. We all do our own thing. So if we can respect each other and not do something that makes your job harder, then yeah, it's great. Because if you like the crew, then I want to do stuff for them. You know, like I want to go push the producer to give me more air conditioning. I was stupid, but like, I want more air conditioning or I want a nicer porta potty because the crew's great. And it's like, they shouldn't have to, I know it's going to be like hot where we're at. So can I get a cooling tent? Um, and I have to fight with the producers to get this because I want everybody not to have a shitty day. So that's where to me it comes in, whether it balances well. What's just some of the worst crap you've had to deal with on a production? You don't have to name names or shows. Just like, is there an example of just something just awful (laughs) you had to deal with what's really sad is it always seems to come down to bathrooms (laughs) i don't know what it is about some crew members but they just have this they just feel like they should be able to use whatever bathroom they want to use so if you're in like a really old building that's like been abandoned for you know even if a building has been abandoned for like six months it's like plumbing does not stay functioning like i don't know what it is But if you don't use it, you lose it. And there's times when it's like, you'll say, don't use these bathrooms. They're out of order. And you find that crew members like pull down your out of order signs. 
and pull off the caution tape. And they go in and they use the bathroom and then it's like flooding. And you're like, fuck, now I got to fucking deal with the flooding because some asshole thought he knew better than I did that this bathroom is out of fucking order. So that's when it, those are, those are the worst. Like the bathroom things are the fucking worst. I mean, other things are like, I don't like, like sometimes when you're filming um, downtown and it's like at night, it can be kind of sketchy and scary. I've had bosses who are like, go scout what it looks like, you know, on, you know, ninth and main at when it gets dark and you're like fuck you you go fucking scout it <laughs> like no so there's been times where i've had to go with security to scout something like or you know a teamster is better than security i think but those definitely like scary situations are yep whoa <laughs> it's party time yeah there's the tire repair shop across the street I kind of sadly feel like if you ask any other crew member, like, what's the worst job? A lot of them will say locations is the worst job because they do know, like, they do know that we have a lot of shitty stuff that we have to deal with. Let's say it is a difficult location in the sense that, I don't know, you're shooting on the second floor and there's no elevator, which I try really, 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 really hard not to do that because that sucks for the crew to have to carry shit up the stairs. And, you know, or like... There isn't anywhere to park. Like, there's nothing worse when you show up and they're like, we're going to see 360. And you're like, fuck you. We have trucks. You have to park trucks. So you don't want to see trucks, which means, in my mind, that's great. The director's thinking about what a great shot they're going to get. And all I'm thinking about is where we're going to park the fucking trucks. Because that's going to piss off the crew. And that sucks. That sucks to have to park far away. That means the crew has to push all over their equipment. And we have a lot of equipment. I work on big shows. I don't work on little shows with like, you know, an iPhone. It's like, this is hardcore light, heavy lights, heavy cameras, you know, cable, C-stands, everything is heavy. And if the crew has to park far away, then that's really far for them to go. And the worst, and what they'll walk up and they'll say is, who picked this location? This location sucks. And then they'll look at me. And so if the, if the crew is complaining about the location, they come to me. If the public is pick, pissed that you're filming at a location, they come to me. So I can spend an entire day getting yelled at by everybody, by crew members, by neighbors, by business owners. I mean, there's been days when it's like you spend all day just getting yelled at. <laughs> it can really uh. grate on the nerves. But the, but the crew members that are cool about it, you know, that's one thing I like about TVs too, is that you work a long time with people. And especially if you go multiple seasons, you get to know everybody and people know that they don't want to fuck you over. So you, you know, it's like we help each other out. How did this movie, Everything Everywhere, even wind up wind in your lap? Um, it was A24. I did a couple projects for them. I did a pilot. I did um, a, a TV series, uh, Moonbase, which has ended up being on Showtime, I think. Um, so I did that with them. I did the pilot, I think. And I may have done like a couple other like really little things. So so I got recommended by, by other people. And then I met with the directors because... They had shot their first movie out of town. So they also didn't really, they didn't really know any location managers either. Obviously, you're dealing with production designers who will then, I know, relay info to the director. But how common is it for the location manager to meet directly with the directors? It's really, it's pretty, I think it's common in features. It's, it doesn't happen in TV. In TV, you generally, like the line producer and the UPM hire you, but sometimes you'll meet with the production designer first. 
that's really more much more common is that I meet with a production designer on TV because in you know directors are a little bit more for hire um, unless there's an executive producer director who is going to direct a couple of episodes or something then sometimes you'll meet with that director um, but I've met with on a pilot I've met with a showrunner before um, but for you know but it's it is you know rare to meet with the director just because my position is not hired by them my position is hired by the line producer the Daniels they wanted to meet with you did you get the sense upon meeting them that locations were important to them in this movie like what what did they stress to you um I think that they understood the constraints that they had budget wise which is really cool because most people say they get it and they don't you know like they're like they want Taj Mahal on you know laundromat budget and you're like, I can't give you the, the Taj Mahal. You can get, shoot at this laundromat. <laughs> um, so, but they got it. So they weren't, so they were cool about that. Um, I do feel like, I mean, I feel like everything was important to them. You know, like this was really important to them. Like they really, they cared about this story and it was personal for them. So they really, um, what I liked about them is that it was more like, here are some inspirational pictures of the feeling so that you would walk into a location and get that feeling as opposed to them specifically saying, go to this, you know, I shot at this one house once on Mulholland Drive 20 years ago for this project and see if you can find that house. And you're like, fuck you, you know, like, can't I just fucking find a cool fucking house for your new project instead of some bullshit house you shot 20 years ago? Like, there are some people who come up with that kind of shit and you're like, what the fuck? I'll find you a fucking great location. And you do end up having to do that. It's just that you have to go through the 500 steps to get them away from their pre-existing like ideas. So they were cool where they weren't throwing out stupid location ideas for me. They gave me like, I want to say like um, a bit more like a vision board whereas, mm. um, or like the lookbook that the the um, production designer creates. So then you get more of it's so it's like a feeling. I like that a lot better. From those images that they shared with you, what kind of feeling came from that? Um, well, like for this location specifically, it was definitely a more of a feeling of like a, um, a family business because a lot of laundromats you go into feel like corporations probably own them. Um, which is also why you can't find anybody who works there. I mean, like, I feel bad for the people in there doing laundry. If your machine breaks, it's like, here's a phone number. You probably won't reach anybody because trust me, I tried all those phone numbers. No one answers. And so you, it had to feel more like a family business where you walk in and they actually are there. The owners actually work there, you know, so there's like personal things around. It's not just like, you know, painted ugly color walls with like, you know, a vending machine of like quarters and, and laundry detergent. And then that's it. And then laundry machines. So it just needed to feel like lived in more. Like that people actually give a shit about this place that they work here. When we talked before, you told me that when you met with the Daniels, you kind of had a personal theory about like what the movie was. Oh, yeah, I did. Well, because I read the script first and um, I felt like, well, because to me... You know, the movie is about family and it's about this woman who has spent her whole life kind of like chasing these dreams and in the, you know, process has kind of ignored her family, which is why like her husband wants to divorce her and her daughter hates her. And it's like she has to wake up to realize 
I was chasing all of these dreams, but my dream is like right in front of me. It's my family. And so my theory was that it was more like a psychotic break, that there really wasn't these multi-universes, that it was really just her coming to terms of that she needed to stop and pay more attention to her family. And, and they just smiled at me and answered, did not answer. It was hilarious. They were just like, oh, that's nice that you thought you know what this movie's about. I was like, okay, <laughs> so you're not going to tell me. <laughs> when you would take them around looking at locations, did they get excited? Can you see that like, it's inspiring to them? Or did they keep everything pretty kind of close to the, to the vest? They're, you know, one thing that was really cool about them is that they are willing to look at every single location as if we're shooting here. So if I took them to the location, they would act out scenes and film each other. So I think because there were two of them, too, you know, they always sort of were like filming each other like, OK, if we shot here, where would we shoot X, Y, Z scene? And so one of them would kind of sort of act it out or they even had sometimes to have us walking around and like walk from there as if you're coming from this and so they every location they would try to look at it as if we were going to film there so I feel like that's a really rare thing because some some don't always have vision where they can see it until it's ready for them to shoot it but they were willing to adapt to anywhere that we went um, but so in a sense they got excited about everything so, yeah, I feel like, and then I do feel like the places that were more perfect, they definitely had, I could tell, like, there was more excitement for the places that were better, you know, like, this is the one kind yeah. of thing. Would you say the laundromat was, I don't know, was it among or was it the hardest location to find? It was the hardest to find because yeah. I, I looked for weeks and I went to probably, I'm not kidding, I probably went to 100 laundromats. It was definitely the hardest to find. What's interesting about this place is it's, the main road's over there. It's not on San Fernando Road. It's on this kind of side road across the street. There's a tire repair place, but then it's just neighborhood right next to it, you know? So was it really just driving? You know, you're not on the main thoroughfare. No, I literally Google. I'll just pick an area and Google laundromats. Yeah. And then I go and drive to it. Um, so, yeah, I would just pick different areas. And once I've, you know scoped all of Los Angeles and was like, fucking, there's nothing in Los Angeles. Then I would go to other areas and just Google it. And then there were times where, yeah, once I was somewhere and I specifically yeah. went and looked at a very specific laundromat, then I would drive around because there's so many laundromats. But this place I did Google first and found it and specifically drove here for this. It would seem like it was helpful that it's actually not on San Fernando Road, yes. like that it is on this kind of side street. Yes, because it's there was an exterior shot. So, but there are things that you can do. I mean, you could get ITC, and we shot it at night, so it got dark at like. Although, granted, when we shot in December, it was getting dark at like five p.m. or something. So you can't do that during rush hour. So it is more. It's definitely worse um, to find something on a busy road. So yeah, there are times where you're like, it has to be really awesome if you're going to give them something that's on a huge busy road. You know. Right. So they did the set extension with CGI on yes. the top. Yes. And the actual apartment was on a stage? The yeah. They, well, it was, I, it was not on a stage. It was actually in the office building in the cafeteria. So in the office building that we shot, I mean, that was like Oh, a, you built the set they, they, in the office building? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They built it there. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And how about, now that I'm thinking about it, how about that other, there's like a wood paneled office 
that they're in. That's it. That was in the same office building. So they did that. That was actually, I think somebody had built a set in there. And so they left it and it looked like an executive office and we used that. Yeah. Cause it doesn't match like the rest of the building. It's got its own particular look. No, but there look. were some nicer executive offices in there. Like some of them had escape rooms, escape route. Like it was, I remember that being like really weird. Um, Cause it was a former bank and i guess you know maybe they're expecting people to be like <laughs> coming angry at that i don't know right. but there were some like escape rooms it was interesting um but yeah no that there was we did a lot i mean obviously we shot the majority of it there at the office but i do feel like that the laundromat even though we shot the majority of the movie in the office i feel like this was the most important location because this was the lead characters like this was yes. her home so this was an emotional attachment location whereas the office was not 100 percent. and i think i mentioned to you before like the last scene with them out here between her and her daughter it's just like incredible you That's know and the fact scene. that that is right you know that all took place right here yeah um right where my is car significant. is parked. yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's really great um so you are you know, you're filming between here, which is in San Fernando. What's actually interesting about this, when, when I mapped it out, is literally the other side of the street is L.A. Because here you have the brown and white signs, and across the street are the blue signs. So this is literally the border of oh, San Fernando it? and, like, Silmar, yeah, for, which I is in the city that. of Los Angeles. Yeah, that's too bad, so, because San Fernando's <laughs> way harder it's like, to permit than I mean, that, L.A. The tire repair shop is in L.A., and we're in San Fernando. So you're 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 dealing with this you're dealing with the city of San Fernando. You're out in Simi Valley and then you're also in LA. Oh, we were all over the so place. So you're yeah. dealing with all these different municipalities. So I don't know, what's some of the differences between going from like LA to San Fernando to shoot here? Well, since everybody shoots in LA, they've really got it down to a science. So they really it's a lot easier to the process is a lot easier. Um but when you come to these smaller cities that don't, like, they don't use Film LA, so they have their own, say, film office, it's a lot harder. Because usually it's somebody who either doesn't want the job or they're doing it in addition to something else that they're doing. So it's not just, they're not just there for your film permit. Um, so it takes, I think it took us two weeks to get this permit, which is, like, practically impossible. Like, you, most of the time, anybody would tell me it's a two-week permit process. I'd be like, Bye. <laughs> like, I won't even <laughs> consider it. Um, so, like, Film LA is four days. And that, like, because a lot, sometimes I'll work on sitcoms and we shoot five days. That makes it really hard. So, this was definitely, um, but we had the time that we were at the office for so long. So, we had the, you know, time to spend the, the extra amount of time to permit it. But otherwise, I mean, that was really it. It was otherwise really easy to film here. Like, they were all really cool. We had, we got to use their cop. We had to use their cops. Right. Because when we filmed outside, we did have ITC, which we barely need because it's not like there's a lot of cars that come by here. But it was an emotional, quiet outside scene. So we did hire a couple of cops to hold any traffic that did come. Um, so we had to hire San Fernando cops and they were all really great. Um, I'm sure we probably had to have a fire safety officer, too. I can't remember. Usually they stick us with one for some stupid reason. And they're expensive. So... Uh, but otherwise, no, I thought I thought San Fernando was was pretty cool. Like we got that. Other, I did permit that other location right. and because the only reason the only way I could do that other location, too, is since it was something that kind of it ended up kind of coming up a little later that they were like, hey, go find this. 
um, they had their own parking lot. So because mm. I didn't need to get anything on the street, I was able to permit it a lot quicker. And so the this the IRS building out there in Simi Valley, what, so what was that building? It was a former countrywide. So everybody mistakenly says that it was a former Bank of America because I've read other, like the production designer is interviewed often. Um, and they're always like, oh, they shot in this former Bank of America building. It was not Bank of America. Bank of America was actually across the street they actually had a parking garage that a lot of people kept trying to park in that we were like, no. Um, but uh, so Bank of America was across the street. This was former Countrywide. And it had been closed down for a while because Countrywide, if you remember, was one of the banks that was instrumental in the whole crash of real estate, the real estate market crashing. And so when we went there and everybody was like, oh, fuck, this was a Countrywide? Like they felt that um, it was sort of like a bad omen that the place had bad vibes because there were people's lives and dreams who were probably ruined in that building. So um, because there were a lot of people too who'd come in from China, we did this blessing. Um, they did sort of like a Chinese blessing on the place to kind of try to get rid of all of that bad energy. Wow. Um, like we celebrated that, Chinese New Year. Like we did yeah. some of those things. What's I mean, what's interesting about what you said about people's dreams, like that's a place where possibly likely many people's dreams just yeah, like died in that bill. I mean, when you think about her character too, and like you're saying about, you know, these people, you know, her dreams, things she was chasing, didn't go after, you know what I mean? It's so it's, it's interesting that you guys ended up in a place like that. Uh, I feel it, it like, is, you know, yeah. um, so it was completely, it was, it was, there was nothing in there. There I was mean, nothing in there. There was actually another um, production filming there at the same time as us for, for a couple of, I don't know, for like a week or something. Honestly, I cannot remember what it was. It was some, I think, independent, low budget. Um, I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. But I remember we had to, I got to be friends with them <laughs> because we had to work together for so much. But um, yeah, it was a huge office building. I mean, like 50,000 square feet or something. So it had... Other people had filmed there before. I know that because obviously other sets were built in there. But I can't remember how long it had been vacant, but they had been planning to sell it. Because when we were there, they came a couple of times and did surveys to try to sell it. Because I believe it's like an Amazon. I think it's an Amazon place. Warehouse yeah. or something now. Yeah. They did set extensions on that building too digitally, right? Because it goes up like really when the camera... Yeah, when the camera um, oh, when the right. camera tilts up, it looks like it's like ten floors or something. Yeah, and that's I think right. They did even do when that. after Jamie Lee Curtis gets punched in the face and they're calling security, I think she even says, "We're on the tenth. We're on the tenth floor oh, yeah. or yeah, something like that." There's only two stories on that yeah, building. Yeah, I mean so it's, it's huge, but yeah, it's only two stories. So where did you shoot the? exterior but not the alleyway but the exterior like china scenes that she's pulling away in the car oh we uh, did that in china in chinatown yeah, we did that in chinatown are there any challenges shooting in chinatown there's a ton of challenges <laughs> <laughs> yeah Wh well it's just um it's a very unique place that you have to you know deal with a lot of different people who don't quite understand there's actually a person there who's a former location manager who you you hire her to um kind of be a site rep in a sense so because she knows everybody so we hired her as a site rep to help with you know dealing with talking to all the because we shot in this like kind of an alley I guess yeah. and it had some apartments and then some like restaurants I think came out to it so we did have to pay off a bunch of people 
Um, you know, most people don't speak English. So, I mean, she doesn't speak Chinese, so I'm not quite sure how she did that either. But, um, you know, it's also, there's absolutely nowhere to park over there. Yeah. I mean, it's it was really challenging. Well, I even have a hard time parking just to go when yeah. I'm in Chinatown, just yeah. to park on the street. You know, yeah. I feel like we were talking about the editing a little bit before. And uh, beyond just the few kind of core locations here, the IRS building, you know, the Los Angeles theater, things like that. Then they're, because they're going through this multiverse and there's so many different looks and aesthetics as they go through all these places. Uh, and some of them are only on screen for a split few seconds, maybe. How many locations would you say were in this movie? I mean, if you could estimate. There really weren't that many. Oh, really? Which is, you know, surprising. Um, there were, they did a lot of green screen stuff in the office building for that stuff that was just quick because it was only one dimensional. Um, so they didn't turn around and do a reverse. So I know they did a bunch of green screen stuff, but there were, from what I, from what I heard is there were some stuff too that they may have gone and, and like stolen them mm. or they shot them in their backyard. Like I heard that there was this pinata scene yeah, the pinata. that they shot in their backyard during the pandemic because nobody was filming and they, everything was shut down. And so they were like, you know, they're, they were really creative in that sense where they could make, they could go anywhere and make something look cool. Like that's one thing that I really liked about them as directors is that, because there's a lot of people out there who make, you know, film and television who don't have vision and can't see like, you know, like I've I've shot a upscale restaurant in the outdoor cafeteria of a high school and the production designer transformed it. And that's just and then the director shot it in a way that it looked really fucking cool. But if you pulled back, it was this shitty fucking nasty pigeon poop everywhere location. So if you don't have the vision to see it, it's a lot harder. Well, they have, I think that they have the vision to be able to see stuff, to be able to say, if we shoot close up here in our backyard and just point it towards this tree, look at how cool that we can make it seem like we're somewhere else. Um, and that's what they, what they did on a lot of those little things because mm. we didn't go to a lot of different locations and do those things. I mean, we, we went to, like, I, I feel like I'd have to pull out my computer, and I will if you want me to, but um, th there were probably maybe 10 locations. One of the other core locations, of course, is, is Viviana, right? Yeah. That's like, I mean, that's amazing. Can you, t what is that place now? Like, what okay, is So it? Viviana apparently once upon a time was a church, um, and then um, Redbird brought came redbird is a uh, is the restaurant that it's attached to and i can't i can't remember the name of the company but they came in and purchased uh redbird and then they purchased the church which is kind of connected to it um i don't know if you've ever been to redbird it's fantastic it's so good you should go it's such a great restaurant downtown and it has it even has really cool spaces like i've tried to shoot there for other things and just never actually have but it has two different looks of their restaurant that are just badass um and then there's the the church that they do for events so generally it's a space for just event it's like an event space or they have weddings there or people do a lot of filming there and everything but it's like it's not cheap it's an expensive location and it was definitely a place that i got yelled at about because I was given a dollar amount of like, don't go over this. You know, I knew it, like I barely had any budget. And so 
it was like, okay, well, we can't really afford anything that will end up being like this much. And the problem was, is when I saw it, I was like, it's so fucking perfect for this fucking bagel verse that I showed it to the directors anyway. And then got yelled at by the producers after when they were like, how much is this place, Kelly? And I was like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah, so I got, I got in trouble for that. one. Well, it's, it's definitely one of the iconic places from the movie now. I mean, I think, you know, it's been written about, you know, people have talked about it. What I love about the location is that I feel like the location dictates the look of other things that are going on in the scene, like their costumes specifically Joy's costume because she or Jobu Tupac however you want to talk but what I what I love about it is that on the altar of the lo- at the location they're kind of like these almost like spherical like ball things that are in there's columns and then at the top there are these kind of ball looking things uh-huh. and when you look at her costume she's got these like pearls uh, yeah, on her yeah. face, her, uh, her earrings, and on the actual costume. So in a way, I mean, I don't know if that happened, but in a way, I feel like the location like, is dictating a lot more. You know, it's a great space. It's visually amazing, but it's influencing more than just being a place to shoot. But it's, you know? it's one of those rare locations that you go in and they pr- and like the art department really doesn't have to do anything to it, that you just kind of shoot it the way that it is. I mean, it it really was just such a perfect backdrop that then other departments could kind of come in and do their thing. Like, you know, they did atmosphere smoke over the whole floor. And then, like you said, the costumes and the hair and makeup were so cool. Yes. That because the the location was kind of a blank, I mean, I guess it was kind of a blank slate. So there wasn't too much busyness going on that they could create anything busy, like with the wardrobe or with the hair and makeup. So... Uh, it really, I feel like, gave them the opportunity to go nuts. Yeah. So you shot in 2020. So, and then of course, pandemic came. Like in that time, had you had, and then before it came out, like had you kind of wondered what was going to happen with this movie? Did you kind of forget about it? Like what what happened in the interim? Like for you, with I definitely this movie? forgot about it just because you know end of the world and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it was something that um, kind of escaped my mind um plus i think when i definitely thought about it too i was like i hope they don't just release it and it goes away because people weren't going to the movies obviously so i think it was super smart that they held on to it you know it because then they when they came out with it there really wasn't anything good anything else that was good coming out because anybody else who made a big movie like they have so much money invested that they had to get them out and try to make their money back whereas this was such a lower budget and I don't want to say it's not low budget. We have our rules here in L.A. It was not a low budget, but it was lower than most. I think that that benefited them because there wasn't anything else out there like it. Like most of the stuff that came out around them was more like just simple dramas or something. And this kind of was like madness and crazy and it had so much going on. And people had been locked in their houses for a year. So they got to come out and escape into these other worlds. What do you remember thinking when you first saw it? Did you like it? Did you like how the locations came, how the spaces came across? It's weird. Like sometimes when you work on a project, it's hard not to disassociate the working and not to be able to kind of like lose yourself. So I feel like I enjoyed it more the second time I watched it because you're just like, oh my God, that location and this and, or like, 
I told you my stepfather died when we were yeah. prepping. So for me, it brought up kind of that feeling. So it was sort of like hard to forget and not just think about working on it until I saw it the second time. And then when I saw it the second time, that's when I appreciated the the movie more. And that's when I definitely was like, holy shit, I can't believe we fucking worked on this. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah, I liked it. When I saw yeah. it, I absolutely loved it. So this movie won Best Picture. I mean, it's crazy. Do you feel like your contributions like added to that success of now this Best Picture winning movie? It's always going to be a part of it. I think I I did, but unfortunately, I don't think that location managers get very much credit um, at all. And it's it's sad because I feel like we are a creative aspect yes. because otherwise you would walk into a location and not recognize it. Because if you're going to shoot a location the way that it looks, then that's creative because I found it. Right. And, you know, like I'll read articles where they'll be like, the production designer found this great laundromat. And you're kind of like, no, no, I found that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I actually found it. I mean, I, I don't, you know, our production designer was awesome and I loved him, but it, it is difficult to get credit for it when anything creative about a project, the credit goes to the production designer and the director, the location manager doesn't get credit and it's one of the reasons why a lot of location managers then get a little you know I don't want to say we get bitter but it it sucks when you're like I fucking contributed to that it's like people are coming to this fucking location and totally. taking a picture in front of it they're yeah. not looking for the stage and going to the stage set yeah they're looking at the location well know that I appreciate you guys oh, <laughs> for thanks. sure like I mean you got a LMGI nomination for I this did. movie, right? I did not right. win. What one? I don't even remember. I don't know what. James Bond one. Oh, the Bond film one. Yeah. Gotcha. So, of course, gotcha. you know, they filmed on like the fucking Amalfi Coast in Italy. Yeah, those are fucking gorgeous locations. So, that's the tough thing about, like I was saying earlier with locations, is some people are like, oh, this beautiful house on this cliff in the ocean. Well, yeah, that's fucking gorgeous. But I'm up against this, uh, you know, a laundromat. Like, totally. But, you know, the thing is, for me, to, like I was saying before, like this scene that happens in this parking lot up against this space, I think makes more of an impact. Well, especially on an emotional level, like than being on a beautiful house overlooking a cliff. I mean, I don't know. That's my that's my opinion. When I watched it again last night. I mean, that scene at the end here. My gosh. And that's this place. It's going to be here like. And I love people can come and visit this. Like, that's what I mean. It's also more accessible. Like With the LMGI, that was in August, I think. And so the movie had barely been out and people probably hadn't really seen it yet. So it wasn't, it hadn't gotten that cult status yet. Yeah. So that's probably why I think that like even my husband was like, do you realize that if the LMGIs were after the Oscars, you would have probably won the LMGI award? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe like, like I couldn't even, we have two awards. We have the LMGIs and then there's the on location awards, but the on location awards, which I think is a mistake is they only let you submit for the year that you shot it. Well, I would have had to submit in 2020 before oh. it came out and everybody, nobody would have obviously voted for it because they're like what the fuck is everything we're all at once yeah so I, I couldn't uh we we tried we were like oh let's submit ourselves for an on location award and we couldn't so the movie premiered at south by southwest in 2022 which is march and then you know started hearing about this movie i know i was like what is this what is what is this movie what's going on and then 
you know, really started to pick up steam. At what point did you start to hear that people were like going to visit, like coming to the laundromat in San Fernando? Like, I didn't know they were doing that until there was that LA Times article. I didn't know people were doing that until I read that article. I, I had no idea. Well, I mean, what does that mean to you? That I think it's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool, you know? <laughs> it's awesome. Especially, too, because it's like... I don't think people are nothing against James Bond. That was a beautiful movie, but nobody's yeah. going to the Amalfi Coast because James Bond shot there. They're just not. You know, there are some shows people do go to, like where Game of Thrones was shot. Some people right. do that. So I think it's really cool when the fact that like I found this location and it had never been shot before, which is super cool, and that people are connecting that much to the location. Yeah. Now, it, sadly, I don't think they're coming in going, who's the location manager? I don't think any of those people that come here know who I am. Well, that's why I like doing these things, <laughs> you know? That's why I like doing this stuff. Um, so I noticed that, actually, the, the laundromat has a thank you in the end credits. Is that something, were you involved at all with that, trying? Or, like, what's the, I, and is that typical for a location to get a thank no, you in the credits? That's not typical at all. And that was not um, in the contract. And that wasn't something we discussed at all. I think that just goes to show you of how great these people were, the producers and the directors, that to them, knowing how important it was, that they, I think they must have chosen themselves to do that, which mm. was really cool. It's very cool. So right now, I want to bring in the uh, business owner here at uh, Majors Coin Laundry. I want to bring in Kenny Majors. How's it going today, Kenny? Doing good. Thank good. you. Good. Thanks for having us here today. Oh, you're more than very welcome. Very happy to be here, Like, especially after just watching the movie again last night. So I guess I'm interested to hear kind of from both of your perspectives, like what you remember about the first time, like Kelly, you walking in there, meeting Kenny, and then vice versa, what you like remember about what you're being told that they may want to do here. I think yeah. Kenny, you tried to tell me to get out, right? No, yeah, I'm I, I don't remember. Maybe, yeah. No, <laughs> I think so because I was going through a lawsuit at the time. Oh yeah, I had to talk. Uh, yeah. I had to really <laughs> talk Kenny into it. So you thought she was part? She was like part of that the the lawsuit. Yeah. She was yeah, coming in to do something. To take pictures. Oh yeah, did I? Did I not? Did I just start taking pictures and not talk? No, to I think you, you told me, but totally I was still rude. skeptical about it. But <laughs> I was like, oh. No, I think I asked you for your business card. And yeah. I think I even verified it with the, another friend that's a scout locator. And I said, is this person legit? And he said yes. So then I said, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, at the time, I was going through a lawsuit. And I thought, oh, there's some coming in to take more pictures for the legal reasons or something. And then it kind of had me on edge. Yeah, I had to talk Kenny yeah. into it. Because <laughs> it was you. a lot to ask. I mean, yeah. I was sure. like, hey, so we're going to come shut you down for a week. Is that, yeah. Will you let us do that? Were you surprised he was like, yeah? <laughs> like, yeah we I don't think he said yes right away. No, I, I, I think I told you after I found out you were religious, I said, well, if you pay me enough to close my business to lose customers and then help cover the lot, you know, what I'm going through, then I can probably, then I could do it. Gotcha. Yeah, we <laughs> talked, we did, you know, it was money. Come, we talked about money and, yeah. and uh, had to explain to him really what the deal was because obviously it's a big deal. Shutting a business down for an entire week is a really, really big deal. Um, and I knew that was going to be a challenge. Like I, there were probably other laundromats who were like, you know, fuck off. No. But, yeah. uh, but no, we, you know, we talked it through and also like, you know, obviously we were going to take care of them. And if we, if we were, if we damaged anything, we would fix it um, and clean up our mess because we always leave a mess. 
Well, it, was a, it was a big mess after it was you such guys a mess. left. It was a real big mess. And I, I had to pull a whole all-nighter here after you guys left. I know. I don't know why you did. We came. We were coming back the next no, day. No, I had to open up at 5 a.m. Yes, Kenny <laughs> made the mistake of being like, your last shoot day here, I'm going to open up the next day. And the last day was a night shoot. So we were here. What? How late were we here? To midna- like af- past midnight? midnight. And I had to open up at 5 a.m. on a Sunday. Oh, Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. But Saturday was my busiest day of the week. And then we so came in while he close. was open. Right, and we like struck out and changed things back. And like I had my guys come in and clean. They came in like around ten o'clock in the afternoon, I think. Or I had to clean up. You know, the the folding tables had all that rust paint on them, so I had to clean all that off. I know we would have done all that. I know you guys would have did. I, I know. I, not <laughs> we a weren't going to do it all, but Kenny did. Like kind of step in. And I had, no, I was after you guys left. I. I put my hands across the folding tables, and I seen all the paint come off of yeah, my hands. Yeah, we... Um, so that was like, oh, no. Customers folding their clothes on oh, this yeah, is right. not going to... We had to age some stuff. <laughs> we, so that's we not going to be acceptable. Yeah, yeah. So. It was, it's definitely a challenge. <laughs> it was one of those things, too, where it was like, if we had money, I would have just paid him to stay closed so we could strike. But we didn't have that kind of money. I mean, it was definitely already a lot. So it was, it was something that we discussed. That he was like, as soon as you're done filming, I want to be able to open... And so we were able to work it out, but I, it's hard to do that. Like it's no. such a I, logistical I'm, like challenge to be like, yeah, have people come in here and then we'll work around them. So that was hard. It was funny seeing customers like walk doing laundry with all the t- decorations and all the setup and all the signs. I'm mean, like, they were just doing laundry on a, a movie set. I mean, if had, had they known now what all the huge successes of the movie, I mean, they would have took pictures and videos right. of them doing laundry in a movie set. Yeah, but at <laughs> yeah. the time, people are like, get out of my way. Yeah, and I'm curious, like, when you close down your laundromat, I mean, I'm sure this is, like, a go-to place for people. I mean, this is, I'm sure the same people come and do their laundry here. I mean, there are other laundromats, I'm sure, but is that an inconvenience? Like, do you feel like for people, let's say, that live right here and, like, this is their spot? That is their spot. And the way yeah. I look at it is that I, you got to make it worth my while. Like when I said, okay, if I close down and I lose one customer, it goes to another laundromat and they like that other laundromat better, I lose that customer. But we also gave you, we gave you money and you, they, you when they came a, to try to do laundry, we you I gave them a coupon them for a free wash. Oh, back. interesting. Okay. So yeah. I wouldn't lose that customer. So in cool. addition to paying for the location, That's awesome. we also gave him money to be like to pay cool. customers so they would come back. Cool. Yeah. I didn't want to risk losing a customer to another laundromat. Yeah. Sure. And then that's like a, a thousand bucks a year. Yeah. Ten customers, ten grand. It just defeats the whole purpose. Right. So I had to keep that. When they would pull up and they like, had their laundry in the car, I would go out and give them a coupon. How long have you owned the, the spot? I've been here 26 years. It's built, it's been here 40 years. Are you a movie fan? Yes. You like movies. Was it exciting for you? Very exciting. Something, it was way different from the norm for me. So, And... What did you think of the movie when you first saw it? And what did you think about how your place looks in it? It represented my place really good. I liked it a lot. It was, I was, wish I had a pause button to rewind. Like, I, was, I think I was just in shock, like all the scenes of the laundromat. And so I uh, couldn't rewind it. I was like, oh, I have to wait for the DVD to come out. So Well, especially for like the, the, like the Chinese New Year stuff, right? With all the decorations in yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, they did a great job with all that stuff in there. Yeah, that, I think... We ended up like that since that was a night shoot. They had to come in early at that day to decorate to you know reset the whole thing. So like Friday was the the uh, the night shoot. So the prep crew came in during daylight hours and transformed the place for the party. 
so then we could shoot it. When you saw it the first time, did you watch it all the way through and see your name thanked the company yeah, at the end? I, I, I did you know that was going to happen? No, I was th- I was thrilled. I was uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was looking for it. <laughs> you were looking for well, it. Yeah, so I was you, you had a hope it. that like yeah, I had maybe a hope that, that it would be there. And then when I saw it right in the middle. I was like, okay, nice. Nice. That is cool. No, I think it's I great. I a picture in the movie theater <laughs> with my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. After the movie came out, did you start noticing people coming, fans, maybe taking pictures? We might see somebody coming t- today, but it's like often there's somebody coming by and taking pictures. Do so you, or do, they, do they come inside and look around they too? Come or inside, they come inside, take pictures. Sometimes they'll ask me, is it okay if I take pictures? I say, yeah, just try not to take pictures of the customers. Yeah. And if... You want to buy something from the vending machine or something because it helps support small business. But totally. So, so I, you're you're welcoming of fans. I'm welcoming coming as long as they come in and buy something from the soda machine, the snack machine, or are they surprised to learn that there's actually not a second floor? Some people ask, "Hey, where's the apartment upstairs?" I was like, "I think it's CGI, right?" Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I would like an apartment upstairs so I can. <laughs> Just go to sleep, go upstairs. Yeah, when I'm, rest. when I, instead of going home, take a nap or something, I just go upstairs. It'd be really nice. Or if somebody called me with a problem, I just, okay, I'll be down in one minute. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the fact, though, that, like, your place is in, you know, it's been immortalized now on, on film. It's a main location in a Best Picture winning film. I'm it's shocked. Amazing. It's crazy. It's, it's ready for the next, uh, the next project, Kelly. Next pro- <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll, I'll I mean, know a lot more. Uh, I have more experience. <laughs> well, I mean, you said you would totally like. I'm depending like, no, on the if project, I ever you need would, you a would, laundromat, you would, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Just like when you did, wanted to do the podcast, I was like, for Kelly, I'll do it. Yeah, that's uh-huh. awesome. That's really nice. Thanks, um, Kenny. <laughs> has it since then? Has anybody else approached you about shooting here? Yeah. You've had some other other commercials. things. Commercials. Commercials. Right. Cool. All right. One, awesome. I can't talk about it because it hasn't came out. Okay. And another one was um, with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, and, really? And Salesforce. So That's Matthew awesome. McConaughey was sitting right here. Another Oscar winner. Yeah. In this laundry That's wild, man. And got a picture with them outside. This one, I asked him, I said, can I get a picture with you, Matthew? And he's like, who are you? <laughs> I said, I own this laundromat. And then he's like, oh, yeah, for continuity. <laughs> I was like, what? For continuity? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's super cool. And, and you told me you're getting, you're getting some shirts made up. Yes, I am. For the spot. Be so here in a couple weeks, probably. That's awesome. So when people come by and start taking pictures, you're like, here, we got... I, I have shirts available and laundry bags. The laundry bags I have... Oh, you're doing laundry bags also? The laundry bags are going to be a different design also with the with the googly eye. That's awesome, man. So, yeah, I got to pop- <laughs> I gotta, I gotta capitalize on or monetize it's, some way or another. That's a great idea. I love the bag with the googly eyes on it. Yeah. Um, Kenny, thanks again just for letting us be here today. Really, really, welcome. really appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna come back and grab one of those shirts once they're available. So we'll uh, have to check it out on my. I have to keep in touch. Instagram page. Okay, I'll check it out. And it's so super cool that it, it's in this movie, and people can come here uh, to San Fernando to check it out. And um, Kelly, just thank you <laughs> for being here today and Thanks doing for this. Coming me. back, coming back up to San Fernando to Majors Coin uh, Laundry, and I think you did a terrific job on this movie. Why? Thank you. I mean, you. you know, again, I know we talked about how it, it's kind of a thankless position that location managers have, um, but uh, know that I appreciate it, and I think it, it came out great. So thank you. And to everyone listening, you know, I know it's been some time since our last episode. It was over like a year ago that I did my last episode, but. You know, sometimes life just gets uh, life's in, gets stuck in the way, and you just gotta 
try not to let that everything bagel suck you in, you know. So, um, <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us on location, and, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>